0: Is, I exhort thee therefore that first of all supplications prayers intercession and giving of thanks be made for all men I exhort thee I speak to you that supplications prayers intercession and thanksgiving be done and be made for all men. Romans 8 verse 26 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities for we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But what? The Spirit itself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. That means even you are being prayed for. If somebody understand what I'm saying? In Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30, the Bible says, God speaking, he says, and I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it, but I found none. Believers, child of God, what is our duty? To stand in the gap. And avert any calamity. God was going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But he would always want to speak. To Abraham. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? He would always go back. Abraham. I'm looking for someone to stand in the gap. So I don't destroy this place. And he couldn't find any. This is our assignment to stand in the gap stand in the gap for our church stand in the gap for our father and the Lord stand in the gap for our mother and the Lord stand in the gap for every member of the covenant family stand in the gap for every member of the refinery now do you know all of them you probably don't but your prayers knows them somebody understand what I'm saying If you think your prayers don't have efficacy or there is no strength in your prayers, the Bible says in James chapter 5 verse 16, confess your faults one to another and pray for who? One another. That ye may be healed. Why? Because the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. There is power in the prayer of a righteous man. And so, let's take it further. What is intercession? Simply put, intercession is defined as love on his knees. It's defined as what? Love on his knees. In prayers for others. It is pleading to the Father on behalf of the needs of someone else. Now you're not praying for yourself. By the grace of God, this is no coincidence. Yesterday, we prayed for ourselves. That our light, our candlestick will not be put out. Is somebody understanding what I'm saying? Now we take it further. Beyond yourself, beyond your needs, you are taking it to the needs of the person standing by you. You are taking it to the needs of another member. Someone you may not even know their name but you decide to stand in the gap for them. Someone hear what I'm saying? Paul speaking in Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14. He says, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to be strengthened with might by his Spirit in the inner man, That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, and depth, and height, and to know the love of Christ which which passeth all knowledge, that ye might be filled with the fullness of God. And he says in verse 20, Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. He was praying for the church in Ephesus. They may have the grace, they may not have the grace to pray, but I will intercede for them. I am praying for members of the refinery. They may not be that strong, but I will intercede for them. I will stand in the gap for them that they may be able to enjoy the exceeding abundant power of God that is according to the power in them. So guess what? This is what it means. I will stir up the fire in them that they may receive the blessing. What is intercession? It is standing in the gap in prayer for someone who is unable to stand for himself. The Bible is speaking about Peter and John in Acts chapter 4 verse 1, 2, 3, 4. They came to that beautiful gate. They saw a man that was begging alms. All he knew was to beg alms. But he said, look on us. Such as we have, we give unto you. If you are expecting money, we are not about to give you money. Because we can give you money and you still remain poor. Because money does not make you rich. I don't know if somebody's hearing what I'm saying. Money does not and cannot make you rich. What makes you rich is the blessing the blessing that make it rich and adds no is it the money? so that means that you can have money and still be poor you can have money and still be sad just last week two celebrities one in Dubai the other in South Africa they have money, they have influence they have connections but they took their life because money cannot make you happy What makes us happy as believers is the grace and the fire of God on the inside. There is no way you can have the glory of God on the inside of you and be depressed. But you can have money and be depressed because money doesn't cure depression. You can have money and pay. What's that place they go to? Rehab. Go in worse. Come out worse than you went in. It is a blessing that maketh rich. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible, Jesus speaking, in Luke chapter 22 verse 31. If you have your Bibles, open it up. There's something I want to show you. Jesus speaking, he said, and the Lord said to Simon, Simon, behold, Satan. He showed to Simon what the devil had planned for him. He showed to Simon what the devil had planned for him. He said, behold, Satan. Has desire to have you. Simon. Behold. Satan has desire to have you. That he may sift you as wheat. How many of you have seen wheat? Being sifted. How, is he? Is 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 when you see them sift wheat. There's a big difference between sifting of wheat and rocking. You rock like this. Rocking is comfortable. Makes you calm. Sifting is shaking. Because you want to get the impurities out. So what was Jesus telling Peter? That look, what the devil has planned for you is to shake you violently. But in verse 32, he said, But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not, And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. Little wonder, after the death of Christ, Peter will still gather the disciples. Because of that word he received, I have prayed for you. That when you are converted, strengthen your brethren and that was what Peter taught all the apostles so Peter would not even move without John and when they began to send them out they sent them in what in twos, so that where your strength fails another can help is somebody hearing what I'm saying I don't care how spiritual you are there is a limit to what your strength can carry I don't care how spiritual you are. There is a limit to what your strength can carry. What is intercession? It is identifying with the sins of those you are praying for. I sat where they sat. The Bible says we have a high priest who is touched by our infirmities. He feels or he has felt what we are feeling. And so when he is talking to the Father on our behalf, he knows what he's talking about. Intercession is not judging the sinner, but identifying with his sin and help him come out of that sin. Asking for forgiveness on their behalf. In Job chapter 33 verse 23, the Bible says, "If there be a messenger with him, an interpreter, one among a thousand, To show unto man his uprightness. Then he is gracious unto him. And say it. Deliver him from going down to the pit. I have found a ransom. In Acts chapter 7 verse 59. The Bible talks about Stephen. Who was stoned. Even while he was stoned. He was calling on God and said Lord Jesus receive my spirit I am ready to go but he did one thing in verse 60 and he kneeled down it may be the last strength I have he cried out with a loud voice Lord lay not this sin on their charge can you imagine that a man who knows he is dying yet interceding for those who are killing him Jesus will be on the cross and still say, Father, forgive them. For they know not what they do. Identifying their sin, yet intercede for them. And not judge them and say, you know what? You are condemned. You are gone for life. You are done for. What is intercession? It is prayers offered for others by the leading of the Holy Spirit knowing that there will be divine result yesterday what did God show us that the apostles moved after the infilling of the Holy Spirit and God was walking with them and doing what? confirming his word intercession is praying for people knowing that God is going to perform a miracle. The man at the beautiful gate had no faith. What he was expecting was money. But Peter had enough faith to faith for him. That was why he could have as well told him, rise up and walk only. But he took him by the hand. He put his faith into action for the man. He could have put... Told the man, get up, walk. And the man will say, Oga, my leg, no, no strength. But the Bible says, the minute he took him up by the arm, his feet and his ankles received strength. Are you understanding what I'm saying? Standing in the gap. In Micah chapter 7, verse 7, the Bible says, Therefore I will look unto the Lord. I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. I will do what? I will wait for the God of, of I will wait for the God of my salvation. My God will hear me. Next verse. Verse eight. Rejoice not against me, O mine enemies. When I fall, I shall do what? When I sit in darkness when I sit in confusion when I don't know what to do the Lord shall be a light unto me how many of you were in service yesterday God gave us a word towards the end of service that what light has what is it being confirmed now I don't mind going through the darkness I don't mind going to the valley of the shadow of death but hey I know he will answer me I know he will answer me. I'm praying for my family, I know he will answer me, for the salvation of my family. I'm praying for my father, for the salvation of his soul, I know he will answer me. I'm praying for my mother, for the salvation of her soul. I know he will answer me. I know, I know. I'm praying for a job. I'm praying for a job opening. I know my God will. I will wait. I'm not about to be in a hurry, because receiving a miracle is not a marathon it's a waiting game I will wait receiving the infilling of the Holy Spirit is not a marathon, you don't hurry it that's what the Bible says when the day of Pentecost was fully come that means there had been a build up it was building up how many of you have seen a plane take off it was not just taxi and fly No, it goes to the runway. It parks, sets its focus. The the pilots begin to adjust what they need to adjust. And at some point you hear the engines revving. Not with the speed they use in taxiing. But now they are preparing with the speed they want to use in taking off. Whoo, child of God, watch this. They don't build speed when they have taken off. They maintain speed when they have taken off. They build speed before taking off. It is time for us to build speed so that we can come to a place where we maintain that speed. Hey, hey, we, hey, hey. I'm hearing things in my spirit right now. That, 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 will we be surprised when we are having over a thousand people in service? No, we are maintaining what we started. I don't know if I'm making sense. It, it, it's just maintenance. Dead people are brought into church and they leave church alive. Huh. Ha! Have you heard what's happening at the refinery, New Covenant Gospel Church? What is it that dead people are coming to life? Okay. It, it's maintenance. <laughs> I don't know somebody, you're not getting it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus went into the desert to be tempted. He was building speed. When he came out, the first thing he was faced with was to perform a miracle at the wedding in Cana. That was not when he was going to say, I I need to seek the face of God. Somebody understand what I'm saying. For every miracle he performed, he had already built the speed for it. He was on maintenance. Till he got to the cross, it was maintenance. Till he died, it was maintenance. When he rose again, he was glorified. Ah. Somebody say thank you Holy Spirit. Oof. God is seeking for men and women who are ready to pray. Because God is ready to answer. But he needs people who will stand in the gap. Who will cover the edge. That the serpent may not bite. Isaiah chapter 59 verse 16. Says. And he saw. That there was no man. And wondered that there was no intercessor therefore his arm brought salvation unto him and his righteousness it sustained him God is looking are there people at the refinery that will stand in the gap are there people that would not say it is the work of intercessors hey we are all intercessors some of you here after these two days, you will be sleeping in the night and God will lay on your heart burdens to pray for other people. When you are done, you begin to ask yourself but I'm not praying, you know what the beautiful thing about God laying a burden on, y- on your heart to pray for someone else, he's laying a burden on someone else's heart to pray for you. Are you understanding me? Once the firewood is lit, he's not bothered when it requench. It's only the person using the firewood that is bothered. So, if he wants the fire to keep burning, what does he do? He add more wood. Adjust it. Add more wood. Because there's a desired result. Don't worry about how this fire will go. Just make yourself adjustable and accommodate to more wood. Is somebody hear what I'm saying? Uh, God, where are you taking us to? Don't worry. I'm leading you somewhere. If somebody understand what I'm saying? You may ask yourself, am I an intercessor? Yes, you are. Because Revelation chapter 1 verse 6 says that we have been made kings and priests unto God and his Father. To him be all the glory and dominion forever. We have been made what? Eh? Are you afraid to say it? You see, this is my problem with Christians. To talk, if you want to talk football now, come on. The whole place we catch fire. If we want to talk about fashion, when it comes to scripture, we just say, We have been made what? We have been made what? You are not sounding like a king or a priest. No. You have been made what? Understand what that statement means. You function in dual capacity. This scripture gives meaning to whatsoever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. You know why? Because you function as a priest there. And you function as a king here. So there is no way you can say a thing there and it will not be done here. Because you have authority in two ways. In heaven and on earth. So when you say a thing, heaven honors it. On the earth is implemented. So when Peter said rise up and walk, he spoke it in heaven. Heaven heard it. Implemented it on earth. You look at your business. I have put in so much money. But it's time for you to rise up and walk. The woman with the issue of blood said, if only I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. Who was she speaking to? Huh? Huh? She was speaking to herself. But heaven was taking record of it, and heaven imp- implemented it on Earth. So guess what? Jesus had to pass her way. The Bible said that she was worse than when she first went to see the doctors. So I many it's not the doctors that cure. I'm sorry. If only I can touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. The centurion said, you don't need to come to my house. Just speak the word. Where did you hear the centurion say, ah, God, hear my voice? He just told him, speak the word. I know my servant will be made whole. If the centurion did not intercede on behalf of his servant, what would have happened to that servant? Huh? He would have died. But there was someone to stand in the gap. some of you, you are leaders of groups in this church and I'm not, I'm not seeing my group members stand in the guard for them. You know why? Because you were not put a leader because you're the best. No. So now that you are there, pray for them that they may become the best. I'm not drunk with being a leader of a group. No. Let me shock you. Do you know that being the head pastor of this church is not even a big deal to me? Because every day I pray, I say, God, my members must be able to do what I do. So I'm not surprised when I see some people, a couple of years ago, they would not even hold a mic to pray. But now they are leading prayers. Who led prayers this evening? You? Two years ago. Could you do that? Pastor Evie? <laughs> you remember? 2014. or 2015, that was when the journey started. Gift. You remember? Rosebud, you remember? But now you stand on stage, you lead worship. People are lost in worship. It's not a big deal. We are maintaining speed. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? A lot of people wonder, the refinery, uh, you poor. There was a time we were building momentum. We're building momentum. We took off. But we began to relax. Like we wanted to land. No, this plane, we don't land it. Because when they're about to land a the plane, they reduce speed. Two of us. They don't land with the same speed they, they used in taking off. This plane, we are not about to land it. And p- maybe you feel like landing. We'll give you a parachute to jump out. Because this plane has no landing gear. We have taken off. We have taken off. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? Some of you here, in no distant time, you won't be here. You'll be in other branches doing what I'm doing. (laughs) Are you understanding me? And and, uh, Just a quick one, quick good news. One of our brothers and the wife recently relocated to the UK. They called me yesterday. They had a baby. Amen? I thought you'd be excited, but I I should have kept that to myself. But Tosi and Sister Abu, you know, his travel to the UK was quite delayed. He arrived in the UK on Friday. On Monday, his wife had a baby. Hey. And they called me last night and said, Reverend, you have a baby. Woo. is somebody grateful to God. (laughs) There was a time we were speaking about the refinery in England. It's not an impossibility anymore. Abraham, did you hear what I just said? It's It's not an impossibility. For some of you that are still thinking we can't do it. Ah, can we? It's just a matter of sending you to the corners of the earth. It's not my desire that in the next 10 years you still be here. You still be with me. No. Andrew, go. Go. Go somewhere in Canada. Let me be hearing reports. Moses, go. I enjoy when you play the bass. I love it. But hey, I'm sending you forth. Let me tell you something. Why? why let, me, let, let, let me tell you some church. Why do we have the knowledge of this Christianity that we have today? If all the apostles and disciples decided to remain where they were, it will not get to us. If we're not rich, there will be no Daddy Adeboye. There would be no Felix or We for just the room up and down, the Wakadi. Maybe we'll be in one shrine, just, just dancing in the shrine, just be dancing. Are you understanding me? But, but, but there was a Peter that, that said I will go for it even if it will cost me my life. There was a Stephen that, that, that even when he was dying he would say Lord don't hold it to their charge. Let this be their testimony that when we killed Stephen we received Christ. There was a John the beloved that would be thrown into a boiling pot of hot oil fell into that pot came out not his car on him so that he will be able to write the book of revelation are you understanding me there will be a Paul that was a bad guy bad as mopo, doing all the nonsense and crazy stuff but you know what God will call him to a place in the midst of the crowd but he will be the only one that will see the light and hear the voice and this same Paul Who everybody judged as wicked, evil. God cannot use evil people. Let me tell you, God cannot, no. God said, no, leave him for me. He has the connections with people in government. Peter was a fisherman. Paul was a scholar. There was no way the fisherman would have been able to mix up with the scholars. That was why the people perceived that Peter and John were not knowledgeable men but they knew they had been with Christ. But there was a Paul who was well-read, well-known, and has been with Christ. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? I don't wish for you to be here. I want you to grow and go. But I don't want you to go without power. If the apostles did not have power, there would be no acts. let me be seated in church one day and i hear the acts of miracle the acts of rosewood the acts of am am i is it adding up so when i'm pushing you to pray it's not because i want to hear your voice we are creating the acts i'm excited in my spirit because god is said to do amazing i don't know about you but there's, ah, forgive me, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Hebrews chapter 7 verse 24 says, But this man, because he continued forever, had an unchangeable priesthood. Talking about Jesus. His priesthood could not and cannot and will not be changed. Wherefore he is able to save them to the uttermost part that come unto God by him. seeing that he liveth to make intercession for what is Christ living for? To make intercession for you. So that when you speak, your words are confirmed. Why did Christ rise from the dead? To make intercession for you. So that when you speak, blind eyes will open. Because it's when they see these things, they will believe. Are you understand what I'm saying? If they don't see, they won't believe. It's just not just church people. But when we begin to pray in capital tongues and they are hearing things that's beyond their human reasoning. The one that was lame gets up suddenly and begins to run. Let me tell you one thing about God. He has to do something to draw their attention. That was why when he filled them with the Holy Spirit, amongst themselves they recognized that they had been filled. For the people outside, they began to hear them speak in other tongues. So, when I tell you open your mouth and pray, it's not because I need you to recognize that Moses can pray or that Jennifer can pray or that Precious can pray. No, it's for the people outside to wonder what is going on inside that place. So, if, if, you, if you, you're still here and when we want to pray, yes, for Lord God, thank you. We'll give you a parachute. We'll open the door for you. You jump out. But we will not do that to you. We'll strengthen you. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? We'll strengthen you. We'll stand in the gap. Amen? Now let me share with you something. Very important and then we go into prayer. The three important important concepts of intercession. Or in intercession. Number one, intervention. What is intervention? To step into a situation with divine purpose. In view, by doing this, we put the power of darkness under our feet. When we step into the position of intercession, we take a bold move to put the power of Satan under our feet. Romans chapter 16, verse 20. The Bible says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under what? Under what? Under your feet. Put that scripture up, please. Under your feet. He shall bruise Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus be with you. Amen. So in intercession, when we begin to intervene, we step into the situation. We come in to take charge. Satan, you are subdued. Number two, intersection. What is an intersection? An intersection is a place where two roads meet and path through prayer we bring the power of God to bear on a situation our sister is unable to have a child we intercept that situation the Bible talks about a young man that died and they were going to bury him and Jesus was walking by and he saw the the the, 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 the parade morning the morning parade and he stopped them What is wrong with him? He's dead. Put him down. Arise. He intersected that problem. What is our responsibility to intersect whatever challenge our brother or sister may be facing? Must it continue? No. Why? Because we have stepped in. Somebody hearing what I'm saying? The third one interception. What does intercept mean? It means to stop, take over, and reverse the direction of something. What did I say? We know this one is headed into the pit. We hold him back, change his course, set him right. I know she has not been coming to church. I have called, she doesn't pick my call. Hey, blah, 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 blah. I will intersect. I will stop. I will reverse her and change her course. We are not losing anyone. I say, we are not losing anyone. Israel needed an intercessor. Abraham was interceding on behalf of Sodom. Ezra identified the sins of Israel and began to intercede for them. Elijah asked God to reveal himself to the people. Daniel interceded for the Israelites in Babylon. Jesus interceded for you. Who are you interceding for? stand on your feet stand on your feet